Hey, what's up? It's Peter Rosenberg, uh, ESPN, WWE, Hot 97, all that stuff. I'm live from New York City right now. I'm hanging with Bear the Dog. and You're not listening to the worst podcast, but at the same time, it's not the best podcast. No, no, literally, you're listening to not the best podcast, all right? Talking about real-life issues, real-life things, real talk, real people, all right? Not the best podcast. I'm Peter Rosenberg. Peace. Welcome to the podcast. It's not the best podcast, but the expectations in the name, so you can't say we didn't warn you. Alongside Naldo, alongside Reg, it's me, the D-I-Z. Welcome to 2021, <laughs> we, just, we just live it. I usually laugh my ass off after you say it, but I, I held it back this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's been a while since we recorded. It felt new like year, new me. Again. You feel me? You practicing the street in 2020? <laughs> Straight from 2020. I was like, I ain't laughing at that shit no more, man. This is familiar. (laughs) Yeah, man. So on today's episode, we got our good friend, Mr. Chris Perryman. Big Chris. Insert clap, y'all. Insert clap. And cheer. And cheer. Appreciate y'all. I'm I'm using my son's new iPad. I don't know how to use this shit. So so my apologies on that. But uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all. You oh, say, yo, I got to do this podcast in a couple of weeks, man. Let me, let me just go ahead and get him this iPad real fast. I'm hot to hold it, though. <laughs> Chris is the uh, owner and executive chef over at CNA Caterers? Yeah, CA Catering Events. CA Catering Events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, for those who follow the uh, the Instagram page, I I um, brought in Chris to, to help me with my uh, my corporate lunch, um, you know, for, for Christmas. Looked and, like he uh, delivered yeah. too, yeah. fam. It, 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 it was looked a, like he did. <laughs> it was a fantastic spread, man. We had Thank the uh, we had the, uh, the 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 beef uh, with the with the pomegranate jus. What? Yeah, yeah, fancy. The Chipotle uh, barbecue chicken apricot. What situation? Yeah, y'all put blueberries First, in macaroni and cheese, do you? No, 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 don't do that. So we'll I was actually sure, about to ask. We'll make sure we're not we're not experimenting too much. We, we, I wanted to make it because he told me he I, he told me he's a tough critic with food, so we yeah. I wanted to do something crazy and yeah. uh, and, and more towards the holidays. Yeah. So, yeah. so me and my, my other chef sat down and and we came up with something. I was like, all right, we know this is gonna knock them out the park. Nice. Yeah, it was delicious, man. All, all my all my coworkers, my boss. Thank you. He was like, "Oh my god, the uh, the um, what do you call the, the broccoli rob is so garlicky. It's delicious." <laughs> like, oh man, I guess I, I guess I guess I picked a good one. You made that man look good, Chris. <laughs> hey man, it, it, it's vice versa, man. Because it, it, you know, a lot of people don't like to, especially friends or, or people you associate with, they don't like to use you support your businesses because they don't think you take it serious so i always appreciate when anyone uses me that i know and i like to deliver mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day what people don't understand is this is my business this is my name on it so anything i do i'm going to do i'm not moving on black people time you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying like everything's got to be efficient so uh it's appreciated whenever anyone gives me that opportunity we have to come through correct yeah for sure you know for sure so how's your holidays, guys? Was, uh... yeah. Christmas was, good, was fun, bro. New Year's was even better. We, yo, so you know what? Let me tell you something about a, a COVID uh, holiday season, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody asked for much. Like, you do your own thing. You move on your own time, man. Like, it was it was refreshing, son. It was refreshing. I had a good one, bro. 
Oh man, I, I don't know if people saw but on the uh, the Instagram, but you know my, my wife and I, um, you know, paid a visit to, to Reg and his wife uh, for the holidays. Well, a New Year's for pre New Year's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Um, <laughs> this this guy Reg is uh, uh, exercised his his baking abilities. Mm. You know, he had the, the the fresh pies for take home, like whole ass pies. Yeah. Big, big, yeah, big bake, <laughs> big bake. Yeah, I, saw that. I, I didn't know. I thought you bought that from somewhere. Nah, nah no. man. Hey, yo, Chris. Okay. Listen, man. I dabble just like you, dog. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's Reggie Labelle. Yeah, Labelle, Labelle. Nah, man. Yeah. Like you know, I've been. I'm this quarantine, man. I've just been dipping, dabbling in the kitchen, doing this and that. Like you know, what I mean the baking thing. Yes, cooking thing. Absolutely. But um, when, you also when, made fresh churros, which are my and favorite. I made churros, yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm out here in these. Yo, I'm I'm thoroughly <laughs> impressed, yo. Like I don't, I don't know what like Reg has never made me anything. So to, <laughs> like seriously, I don't know what like I couldn't tell you what Reg's signature dish is, but now that Reg is making Dutch apple pies and churros. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. just, I don't even it believe it. Like, just let I me know when you're coming through, man. I'm gonna take care of you, bro. I'm not for care. And I'm gonna hold you. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Out of a bakery. That, it looks like it was straight out of a bakery, man. Yeah, I've had you. I've had a couple people taste some of my products, bro, and like you know they, they I hear the whispers in the air, man. I had you know you how you know how it worked, man. You give people a little sample, you know what I'm saying? I hit the streets mm-hmm. with the product a little bit, and then just like, yo, son, I want more. I'm like, listen, this one's attached with the tag, like you know what I'm saying? This one got a price, <laughs> right. like you know what I'm saying? so. I don't but know, you, man. Don't you know. say it as a joke, but it's 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 true, you know. Like, bro, man, I'm not Chris joking. Got, like, Chris got into it, you know what I mean? I'm 100 like, not joking, bro. Yeah. Like, I make cheesecakes now, man. I'm doing all kinds of like cool shit, bro. Like, man, there's bro. a market for all that shit, <laughs> yo, bro. Seriously, Listen, people need it. Uh, and people, and people need it. Dude, I'd rather dude, buy from you than than, than mm-hmm. Shoprite or Publix. You know what I mean? Right. right. My so, actually, my chocolate chip cookie game is pretty strong too right now, bro. Oh yeah, pretty goddamn oh, yeah. strong. Wait, son. so he made chocolate chip cookies, but he made it with three different chocolate chips. Yeah, and he dropped so them off at my house for Christmas. I didn't even know there was. So he had the dark chocolate, cho- oh. the semi-sweet, and the milk chocolate. Whoa! Yeah, I know. What? And I bit into one, and I was like, "Oh, this is good." And I bit into another, and I was like, "Oh, this is not the same cookie." Right, <laughs> right. That's that's the but, effect I was going. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to for Rusty, Chris. I'm going for Deuce. <laughs> Deuce is a critic. He's a strong critic when it comes to cookies. Yeah. Yeah. My he man hit me up. Takes it a break was... first. He's like, <laughs> good, and then just looks at it. And then, yeah. and then you got yo, Son texts me at eight a.m. Yo, <laughs> son texts me at eight a.m. He says, "Yo, what kind of morsels are in these?" <laughs> so I ran down the list to him, and then he goes, "I was like, yo, I hope you like them shits." He was like, "Yo, son, I had four of them before, and I didn't even brush my teeth yet." <laughs> Word, man. That's exactly what happened. So, no, though, let me know when you come up, man. I'm gonna take care of you, dog. Yeah, make sure, sure you go bro. see Chris and his business first. Support that first. Yeah, yeah. I got you. you. Come I got to you. the civilians. I got you. <laughs> so, Chris, I'll take what? care of you, something. So, Chris, what? You got desserts? Oh, yeah, we do desserts too. Oh, he had the chocolate and, chip cookies too, though, dog. And we and do. We uh, like we did for Valentine's Day. I think last year, the year before, we did. Uh, uh, some vegan dessert, so we do vegan stuff too. Uh, nice. How long you guys we been did. Uh, we've been around. Well, this one I just reopened. I just started in October, but uh, the previous one prior to that I had for like five years, mm. and I had a partner. Just some things happened, and uh, you know, COVID revealed a lot, and uh, 
was able I was able to see a couple things, so I had to move solo going forward. So what made, changed, wanna, what made you want to get into the culinary game? I guess it's funny because my mother used to, my mother was an event planner and a wedding planner, mm-hmm. and uh, when we were in high school, she was always she was doing like a lot of celebrity events, mm-hmm. and at the time I was like. I want to be an entertainment lawyer, but I hate school. So that wasn't happening, right? <laughs> and uh, she would, she would, once I got to like junior year, she'd be like, hey, I'm doing this party for Puffy. You want to come grab two friends? I'm like, all right, cool. Call two of my friends up. We go pick them up, go into the city. And she give us the big ass red cups and tell any of the bartenders, give them whatever they want all night. And I'm just like, man, I'm around celebrities, I'm around this person. I'm like, man, that's what I want to do. Mm. And uh, when I was in school, she got me a job with uh, this Italian company, catering company called Scusi Events. And they, uh, it's a husband and wife. They're from Italy, like off the boat, and they're out of their fucking minds, both of them. Mm. Like, one, will tell you, you know, one will tell you to do one thing in the setup, and then the wife will come and be like, what the fuck is this? Take all this down, da 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 So I learned a lot from them, and then I figured if I'm going to go into this industry, I might as well learn every aspect of it, so I did uh, multimedia setup. Um, I was doing venue sales uh, for law spaces. And then from there, I transitioned into corporate and I was doing law firms. I was at Morgan Stanley, a couple of law firms, uh, Prudential Center. Mm. I was running the catering there. And then um, I ended up at Pace University last. And I was doing all this and then term with my company. Mm. Wow. Um, so, uh, it was it was like a good side gig, and then after a while, you start to realize like, why am I busting my ass for these people? Because everyone's expendable, right? Yeah. In corporate, that's how that's how they look at you. And then I'm the type of person that I'll be sick as a dog, and I'll still come to work and work. And then as you get older, you start to realize like, the fuck am I doing this for? Like, yeah. why am I killing myself for them? I made them X amount of dollars, and they don't want to come up ten thousand yeah. for a raise, you know. So it was like, and then I feel like I've always had a problem with authority and people tell me what to do. So I came to the realization that I can't work for anyone. I need to work for myself. And um, and I kind of started going hard, like really hard, the end of 2019. And uh, the beginning of 2020, we had a ton of contracts. We we're supposed to do something for the BET Awards in LA mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. So yeah, yeah. 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 So now it's like starting from from scratch again. But, you know, I take it as a blessing because at the end of the day, uh, you know, I got to work with myself during COVID. And like Reg said, the first half of COVID, all I was doing was coming up with new dishes, trying new things mm-hmm. out. And, and like, so, you know, my wife loved it because the first couple of months she was eating <laughs> real good every day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like every day it was something different, right. like so extravagant shit. So right. that was cool. And then, um, you know, I started going hard again right now, and I'm trying to, like, the last three months I've been prepping for this year. And that's where we're kind of at right now, and I'm working on uh, becoming a approved vendor for the city at the moment. Excellent. So Excellent. That's that's the end goal. Once, if I get in there, it's 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 a game changer. So Cause it's, yeah, it's constant revenue, you know. Their contracts, uh, uh, you'll, you'll get a contract for, like, six months, and it's a seven-day operation. Oh man! So you know the money's constantly coming in. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that's my my goal right now. I've been working on that, and as you can imagine, they're tedious as fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. what they require, like I, just one of the things, like they say on the thing, you have to prove. So it's called MWBE, Minority 
own business program. And what the city did was they started, they put in a program for minorities so that you can get an equal share of contracts in the city as everyone else. Mm-hmm. So they kind of even the playing field, but you have to, you know, prove you're black or a minority, this and that. So I sent, I just, for one of the things, like they tell you, send your passport. I sent my passport. The lady calls me back and was like, yeah, well, you know, it doesn't say you're black on your passport. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like, like yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it wasn't taken like, in the dark. <laughs> yeah, you know. So then she's like, oh, you're gonna have to use your birth certificate. So I'm like, all right, let me look at my birth certificate. I was born in the UK, so I look at my my birth certificate. It doesn't say shit about being black. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, your mother's there or something. So I asked my mother. My mother's like, my birth certificate back then didn't say what your race was. So I'm like, man, I don't even know what the fuck to do with that. <laughs> yeah. as far as that part, like medical records or what? Because I don't know what other way to prove I'm black. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, they're, they're funny like that, but I'm working on it. That's crazy how every other right. situation be like, look at this black guy. Like, they try <laughs> right. to get some money and level the playing field. It's like, now nah, you got to prove it now. <laughs> right. Naldo, you're right. mute. You're mute, Naldo. Every joke you just said just yep. didn't count. It's not going <laughs> to hit now. It's not going to hit. <laughs> I'm, uh, I put him in the corner. So. <laughs> I'm just in my little box. It's all right. Yeah. But man, it's crazy that you have to now figure out how to prove that you're black. That is kind of that wild. is the craziest shit I've ever. He's like, we're not gonna try to figure said. it out. I was like, I was like, I think they're fucking with me now. I, I was thinking, actually, I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I never like, and the shit said passport, and then she tells me, no, that's not good enough. So do you know like, to, what? Do you know how to dance? <laughs> yeah, I could. I or like, could, or I like could. rap? I, do you know how to rap? Nah, play basketball? I could play ball. I could do. Yeah, seriously. You can play basketball like, for them. <laughs> like, I don't know what what I need to do. So I'm going to talk to, like, I have a, a, a connect that's trying to help me out. Through, so I'm going to talk to him and it's like, well, you know, dude, what am I supposed to do? You got yeah. to connect with the Black Proven Agency? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so I do. Great. I, the cards. I do. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going into the situation uh, uh, solo. Yeah, I, I had to uh, bring in some reinforcements behind bring the scenes. The big guns in. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna. I, that's another thing I have to talk to them about because they just like they required. Because I I followed this company as a corporation, so they're telling me they're like we need corporate bylaws, we need this, we need that, we need stock bonds, and I'm like, man, I I'm the sole owner. I'm 100 percent everything, so mm-hmm. it doesn't apply to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but this is what we want. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, you know what, you you got to play by their rules and and. You know, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm working on it, and they like they give you 30 days, then another 30 days after that, and mm-hmm. and after that, you know, so hopefully I can get all this done by February. God willing, you got That's it, bro. You got it, yeah. man. Okay, man. It's I funny mean, what you said a little earlier, man, when you was talking about how like you know you stretch from one business to the next. Mm-hmm. I love the way like we communicate with each other. It's like, yeah, man, it just didn't work out. COVID showed a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is. <laughs> so, needless to say, I felt like I picked something extra up out of that. I was just like, oh, man. I don't think he's still talking to Buddy. <laughs> at all. Yeah, at all. No communication since. Like, literally. You know, I'm just, I'm just, uh, yeah, like I got to tell people I'm not going to throw dirt and stuff. It's not my style. I, I like mm-hmm. to keep it moving. It's all, all, all. Yeah positive vibes at least i'm trying to be on all positive vibes you know that was the yeah. realest way to do it though he was like listen right. covid showed some colors 
<laughs> it was a small pause there because he was thinking about it. Like, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was serious. It was like it was like I'm like COVID is as sucky as 2020 was. I'm like it was a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. COVID didn't happen. Like I said, I had like 15 contracts. Yeah, and we were supposed to do VAT wars. A lot of money would have been coming in. Mm-hmm. So uh, by COVID happening, like I said, it was able. I was able to see some things and. You know, I'm glad that I didn't go into it. I would have been in, in too deep at that point mm-hmm. had COVID not happened. So, um, I, you know, that's the one positive about this year. And then, you know, you work on yourself. Like yeah. with me, I got I have a, a, a temper. So I was like, I got to get on. Uh, what do I call it? I call it uh, the Marion Zen. That's that's what I've been working on. The Art of Marion. That's what I call the Art of Marion. That dude is zero fucks about everything, right? Yeah, so I'm like, true. like the thing with his his baby mother, like I saw that. I'm like, this dude, like it's not even an act. Like he literally is unbothered. Yeah. I'm like, I need to get to that level, you know. The little things don't bother me. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I've been working on, like just controlling what I can control and exactly not stressing over, exactly. you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, BS. that's something that you know. I think we learn in sports, right? It's like control what you can control, and those two things that you can control are always your effort and your attitude. Those are the only two things in life that you can control. And I think that if you go into everything with a good attitude and, you know, your efforts always a one, then whatever the result is, you can never be disappointed. Right. 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 Agreed. Yeah, man. So, I mean, obviously we've all had our own experiences with, with, with black owned <laughs> businesses, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, me personally, I, I always try to, you know, promote black owned businesses, you know, uh, and I, ch- it's weird for me to say like black owned businesses, right? Because we don't look at any other group and, and, right. and, and characterize their businesses as X owned business. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's like a double edged sword because of course you want to promote your own. You want to, you know, ensure that, you know, you, people who look like you are getting the opportunities, but at the same time, it's like, when things go wrong, <laughs> they all get thrown into the same pot. Right. They all get thrown into the same mm-hmm. pot. So I, I remember, you know, before we started the podcast, when we were doing our, you know, our little Zoom conversations. I knew uh, he was going to bring this one up. You, you had to, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember Daldo was talking to, uh, you know, uh, our guy G. And he was having an issue with uh, a, a, a local uh, establishment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, you know, this place has been around forever, right? <laughs> so it's been around for like 30 years at least probably longer than that because i remember when i was when i was a kid in east orange they were around and i'm 35 now and you're getting too um, narrow now dog yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious to hear what places yeah. we don't have we don't have a sponsor yet yeah man. you never know right. you know what i'm saying <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but these this place is notorious for their poor customer service you know right and um you know so so he had got on Instagram, um, on Facebook, he was blasting them, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, me and Naldo had to jump in, more Naldo than me, but, you know, it's like he generalized them, you know, why black-owned business XYZ, because he felt like he didn't want to mention the establishment. But at the same time, you know, now you're generalizing black-owned business, and, and, and it kind of, you know, and no one knows who specifically you're talking about, but that deters people from wanting to work with black owned businesses because again, you're general, you know, all these general 
things happen. And, um, you know, especially it, during the cancel culture. Yep. Like, right. You yep. know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and in that conversation, you know, I, I was like, you know, the thing is with black owned businesses, like we have to, we have to exercise like a level of, um, what's the word? Graciousness. Um, yes. And intention, right? Because if our intention is to, um, you know, make sure that our people are good, our own, you know, are good, then I think we have to approach the situation a little differently than we would with a regular business, quote unquote. You know, not not to say that we can excuse poor customer service, but the way that we manage it, or manage our responses has to be different. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I agree because you know, if you do generalize, I can. Under, I always am down with like constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, essentially like it, to help that black-owned business. Maybe you need to talk to a manager and be like, "Listen, mm-hmm. man, this is my experience right now, bro." And like, you know, the way we're moving is not what's gonna. It's, it's not going to be conducive to your success. Like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Um, having those conversations, will they go over well? Maybe not. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at least you tried. I mean, at, at least you tried, and you're not blasting them. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, I, I think that what you guys, G, I 100% understand G's frustration, mm-hmm. right? Because we've all been a part of that. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, in one way or another. Uh-huh. Um, but in the same breath, like to generalize, you kind of put like you know a, a black mark on all black businesses, and it makes people second guess. That I shouldn't mess with this particular business because, like, you know, of a person's skin color or the owner's skin color. Like, I mean, I don't know if they could prove it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you know what Chris is going through. But like, I mean, it's just it's just one of those situations where um, yeah, man, you, you can't generalize. You have to be more direct with what you what you're saying. Ahead, I think Bubba. I think even with um saying like black owned business, you know, I think we should probably cut that word out in itself. Mm-hmm. Because when we when we think about it, you know, like as soon as you say black owned business, there comes with a like a negative connotation. A, a negative connotation, like yeah. you already know, like I have to make some type of like concession. Uh, yeah, concession. <laughs> to them. You know what I mean? It's just it's just is what is it going to be? You know, even when Chris started speaking, he was like, you know, I'm not on black colored time. You know, like and it's just, <laughs> right. not not everyone is like that. You know, not oh, all right, people right. like that. Um, and I do think, I mean, when I when I was speaking to G before, yeah, I, I didn't like the fact that it was generalized, but I don't think we should make concessions to businesses just because they're black owned. I think we right. should hold them to the same degree we own. We hold any other business owner. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's a business. I have, I have a question for Chris. So like when you started um, the business, right? Is that something that played in your mind because you're a black man starting a business that people will look at you uh, a certain kind of way or have certain expectations for your business because it's black owned? Yeah. Without a doubt, to be honest, I, at first, like on social media, when I was with my partner, I told him I was like, "Dude, we're not even putting pictures of ourselves up there." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I don't want, I don't want anyone knowing That's what our crazy. race is." You know. You know what's the uh, craziest part about that? It's because black people are in the kitchen in every single restaurant in America. <laughs> everywhere. We everywhere. are the culinary everywhere. artists. Right. Right. You don't got no no sazon in your body, like no. any right. kind of flavor, whatever. I don't want that. I don't know if I, I want your food. I read an article yesterday about how black people spread soul food throughout the whole world and brought like the infusion of soul food in, in, mm. the, in Asia and in, in, in you know like Europe and stuff like that. And then we're like, it's crazy how we're just we're afraid to put our faces as like the representation of the business. Right. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's the, the sad part, because, uh, you know, the way I look at it is like 
due to like the stigma with being a black business, I might not get like I want clientele from all races, all walks of life. I don't give a shit what your sexual or I don't care. Like business is business. Mm-hmm. But um I didn't want to get clumped into one category and and just for black people. And at the same time, you could have some other races that are hesitant because you're a black business, right? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna go to what you just said, Reg, like to the stigma of what you guys are talking about with your friend talking badly about one business, right? That that carries a lot of weight. And people don't even realize it. And because of that, it, it affects most businesses. You have to move differently and, and see how you're going to move because people are hesitant. And, um, and and that's why at first, I didn't, man, there wasn't one picture of us on there. Everything was just the food and the presentation. Mm-hmm. And then when we started doing more, uh, specifically the end of 2019, a lot of the clients were like, man, like you got to show your faces, man. You got to, like, you guys are great. You're professional, da 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 da. So we we put a picture or two up, and I still don't really like doing it like that until I feel I've reached where I'm trying to get to. Um, where it's unfortunate, but that's just where we're at with stuff, right? Do you remember the reaction that you got when when people found out that you and your partner were were were, were black? Yeah, I got a lot of likes. <laughs> <laughs> you got the most likes. It's like, yeah, oh, I just didn't know. <laughs> right, right. Got a lot of likes. I think I think uh, it it caught like some people off guard. Yeah, because you know, people even with like catering, people see catering and they assume automatically if you're a minority, like you're doing it out your kitchen, mm-hmm. at your yeah. house. Like, no, we we have a professional kitchen. We use like we use real facilities mm-hmm. to do everything. Um, I so, assume you know. Actually. I was like, I wonder where he's probably doing this out of his house. It's crazy to do catering, but yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> they got those right. commercial kitchens, man. And if you really buy your business, you will rent your time, go in and exactly. out. Exactly. I'm saying, I've been doing my research, y'all. Because you a baker <laughs> yeah, now, Reggie Crocker. Yeah, you'll invest, Mr. Butterworth. And then the mess that it will cause with your kitchen is crazy. Insane. Yeah. Like, Especially like, the volume that you're doing it at. Yeah, right. So the full house they were trying to handle that. They couldn't do it. <laughs> full house family matters. <laughs> it's family it's matters. real, though. Because I did something for a charter school uh, in 2020. And normally we did out the kitchen. This one time I didn't have any other of my chefs, so I had to do it for my house. Man, the worst. I was like, never again. Yeah, I had yeah, to pay man. a cleaning lady to clean. It was that oh, bad. Oh, man. And and to keep the peace with my wife, you know. Yeah, so, right. I was, right, I, was right. Going, I was gonna ask. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I was like, never again. I can't yeah. even make spaghetti in my kitchen without my wife getting mad. It's like you seasoning the whole stove. <laughs> Chris, you actually know how to cook. Yeah. Where, where did you? Where did you like begin your culinary? Your I guess you. Is it something you enjoy doing, or is it just the well, business that attracted you? Well, it's funny because all. All the males in my family, like since we were kids, could always cook. Mm-hmm. Like from my father to like brothers, like everyone could always cook. And then I think it was like junior year of high school, we had to pick an elective, and I was like, man, all the all the electives they threw at me, where I'm just like, man, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And then out there, like uh, the cooking class, and I was like, you know what? There's gonna be girls in there, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so I, I, I took that class, and uh, and I think we got a project to to pick a meal and make it. And I picked some Cuban dish that I still like do till this day. And it came out so good. I was like, shit, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just started, I just took it from there. And then with my mother's business and 
I just kind of intertwined everything. And and then I started learning about people person. And, uh, you know, I was like, this is the route. And then, like, the, the best feeling about it is when people like Jamal, like, who are, are picky eaters tell you, like, man, <laughs> that shit was banging. Right. You know, like, that's right. that's, like, the satisfaction I get out of it. There's no better feeling than hearing a picky eater tell you your food is good. Yeah, I ate that shit for like three days straight, dog. You know, <laughs> literally said that shit. So, <laughs> that shit for three days straight. I be eating Christian right now. Yeah, we had so much right. leftovers. Yeah, I brought it home, you know, because my wife was excited about it too. I told her what the menu was. So I brought some home. She killed it. And I just had so much leftovers. I eat that shit for three days straight. Throw it in a little air fryer, warmed it up. Right. The air fryer is is magic, yo. Magic. They are. Magic. They are. Magic. Uh, Let's not even get into that. But that's, yeah, right. that, yeah, that's I, a whole. That, I take y'all. I take y'all on a journey with the air fryers. <laughs> about to have a whole show dedicated yep. to air, air fryer recipes. Make some air fried turkey wings for, for New Year's. So, Yo, chill, man. So you just self started uh, your, your cooking journey. You just pretty much yeah. self taught, right? Pretty much self taught. And then when I started working around different chefs, I started picking up different things from them. Yeah, and and learning different styles and and different ways of doing it things and because i lived overseas half my childhood i was exposed to different cultures mm-hmm. different foods so i always had a a, a broad palate you yeah. know and um part of the way i wanted to separate myself from other catering companies was you know people say well what do you guys do italian american no we do everything yeah like legit we can do and all the chefs who work with me they're multi-talented in different cultures mm-hmm. and it's authentic as all hell yeah. So it's like you want Italian, we can do Italian. You want Moroccan, we can do Moroccan. You want French, we can do French. You want Jamaican, we can do Jamaican. Mm-hmm. I can do everything authentic. How many chefs do you have? I have five total. Five, and I have my main guy Byron. He does the bulk of things, and uh, I try to handle that. Alleviates me to do the business side, mm-hmm. so he'll take care of that. And um, shout out, you know, to they're Byron. all they're all talented as shit. All. That's what's up, man. That's dope, yeah. bro. So, I mean, now, now that we got some of the semantics out of the way, so and, and especially over this holiday, I've had some experiences with businesses that happen to be owned by black people. I like to call them black-owned businesses, right? So, right. what what are some of your uh, what do you show me your horror experiences that you've had with uh, some businesses uh, that may have been black-run? <laughs> I, man, I have a, I have a few, and and me and my oldest brother were talking about this uh, uh, a few months ago because it's like you want to support your own, right? Yep. And you want to keep things like I worked for back in the day. I worked for uh, a Greek dude at a restaurant, and I learned a lot from him because everyone he messed with was Greek. His mm. dude who did his refrigeration was Greek. The person who he got his product from was Greek. Like they had a whole network Greek mm-hmm. connection, right? Right. And they just worked with each other. So and so I was like, you know, so we try to do the same thing. But sometimes like I think my brother was getting something done with uh, his bathroom, like plumbing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the contractors were. Uh, oh, one of the stories was the guys came like four hours late. So mm-hmm. when they show up, my brother's like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, he didn't pay us. <laughs> my brother's like, what the fuck does that have to do with me? Mm-hmm. Like he was paid. <laughs> Like that has nothing to do with me. And and it's like, you know, like I said, some black businesses, they they don't help themselves. Like uh we we're working with this these group of guys, his cousins, they have this event called Sipping Spades they do in the city. Mm. Uh, and it's it's a dope that actually vibe. sounds very fire. 
Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's a dope vibe, yeah. So what? So what, what they do is they get Chris, after this. You are gonna have to give me that info, dog. <laughs> I got you. I got I know you. Let's hear the story, story first. Back up. I kind of want. Uh, he said, "Let's hear the story." Got let's you. hear the story yeah, first. So, Go ahead, Chris. So what they do is they're they they're sponsored by a liquor company. Every event, a different uh-huh. liquor company, and they have a signature drink. They hire us for the food and uh, and they go about, you know, all that stuff. So we met this dude at this event we were doing last year. And um, he's like, uh, the first thing he said to me is like, you know, he bought food from us. He's like, man, this shit is official. And he's like, we do these events. I, you know, I want to use you guys. What's up? And then I was like, cool. He's like, but I'm just letting you know, the last black catering company I used, the dude showed up after the event with the food oh my god and he was like uh and then you know he came like everything was cool and he's like we try to support our own but i can't move that way mm-hmm. and i was like look and you know like i said to you at the beginning i was like, look dude i said i move on 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 on, on white people time mm-hmm. i said so you don't got to worry about us and the first event we did for him we were the first vendor there that's just the way i like things done because you can troubleshoot anything that's going to happen yep. at that point you know the earlier you are the more prepared you are um, so I've, you know, I've, I've experienced like, forget black business. I've, I've experienced stuff with black chefs. Of mm-hmm. I had, I had one chef years ago. He was, he used to be Puffy's personal chef, Tyson Chandler, a couple people, but the dude was just like, he was bugged out. Like we did a wedding, did a tasting. Everything was final. The wedding, the day before the wedding, my partner calls me and goes, Hey, yeah. So, uh, da doesn't want to make this, this appetizer. What do you mean he doesn't want to make this appetizer? He says it's going to be too much labor, so he doesn't want to do it. Call the client and make something else. <laughs> I'm like, where the, I'm like who, who the fuck says that? Yeah. This is a contract. This isn't a... He doesn't call the shots. Right. Like, I, like how does that look? Me calling the client and saying, hey, yeah, so uh, remember that menu you picked? Yeah, we're going to have to take this thing out and, and sub it with da-da-da-da. Because the chef don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, because he don't want to do it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, who acts like that? Like, Yo, what, what kind of... It's funny. It's funny that you, you talk about the plumber situation, right? So, <clears throat> over the holiday, um, you know, and so one of my one of my rental properties, um, I feel weird saying that, right? <laughs> but one of my rental properties... Damn, son. Um, like, yo, did he, just, did he just sprinkle clout on his mic? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a humble flex, right? Very humble flex. I was trying to put it the best way without flexing. You know what I'm saying? That was because bad Trumpy, yo. It, it's, yeah, it sounded douchebaggy. One, one of my properties. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm only losing money, so it's whatever. Um, so, very Trumpy. Um... <laughs> But anyway, one evening, my tenant texts me and she sends me a video of like water leaking um, from the ceiling. So I'm like, oh, shit. And this was the day after we had that snowstorm. So I'm like, all right, I don't know if this is the radiator. I don't know if it's some some leak in the roof coming down to the first floor, which is weird because it's the first floor. It's the second floor in an attic. Um, so I'm like, I don't know who to call. Like, do I call a, car- a contractor? Do I call a plumber? Uh, she said the water was cold, so I figured if it was a radiator, it would be warm or hot. Um, so that's the Rick, founder of Freedom Academy. I reached out to Rick, um, you know, because, you know, he, he does everything from flipping houses to selling houses and all that stuff. So I figured, you know what, let me reach out, you know, to, to, to Rick, see a vendor he uses, a contractor he uses, a plumber he uses, um, just to give it to our own, right? So he's like, yeah, no problem, shoots me over the number. 
called the dude, and it was it was Christmas Eve, so I didn't expect the dude to come out immediately. Right. So I call him. I'm like, "Hey, man, you know you uh, you referred to me by Rick, and um, you know I sent him the video of what was happening, some pictures. I'm like, this is happening." Uh, and he's like, yeah, you know, well, it's Christmas Eve right now. I'm out shopping. Uh, is it possible you can give me a call back on Monday? And this is Thursday. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. I understand. It's all good, man. Pick a little sun up for me, you know? You know, try to, <laughs> you know just try to make it, you know, try to build a rapport here. And yeah, yeah, man. So uh, I reach out to the whole boy on Monday. And um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, this is Jamal we spoke on uh, Thursday. And he was like, yeah, so I'm describing what's happening to him. And I'm like, I think it's coming from the radiator. It's leaking down. He's like, oh, it's just the valve. We got to change out the valve. I'm like, yo, dog, it's not the valve. I know what a valve is and what a valve does. This is in the walls. Like, this mm -hmm. is happening. And he was like, oh, so we want to, like, rip out the wall and all that shit, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. He was like, yeah, I ain't got time for that. Click. Nah. Wow. I was like, wait. So I had to look at the phone to make sure the nigga really bagged on me, first of all. And I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. You know say First of all, this nigga made me wait four days, right, to call it back to address the issue. Mind you, this shit is still leaking as it's we leaking, speak. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's not really that bad, but, you know, I could have called anybody else. But, you know, right. again, me make, you know, making the effort to, to, to give the opportunity to our own, man, just bagged on me four days later. Right, and that's the that's the thing with it. It's like... You, you want to help your own, but, and it, I guess it goes to like uh, that situation that happened with that restaurant in, in Texas with the girls twerking, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and remember some people, like I read, I went on Twitter and I, oh man, some of the, the, the takes on it were fucking insane what people were saying. Right. So like one thing, like the dude, people are like, all right, the guy doesn't want twerking over there, da, da, da. and other people are like, yeah, they should be able to do what they want. And it's it's and it, and one one person put uh, something like you LLC Negroes are so uppity and da 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 and and, and so conformed to wanting to act like the white man and I think that's like it goes both ways is in the sense is why do you, if we talk proper and, and carry ourselves certain way why does it have to mm. be we're acting white right right and it, and then on the other side of it it is. If you want to run a business and do everything, you can't act like a nigga. Mm. And, and and I say that in the sense that you can't move on on your own time and do crazy things like it. it like Naldo said, take out the black owned business. Right. It's a business. Mm -hmm. So run it as a business. Mm -hmm. Don't don't perpetrate a, a stereotype. Well, oh, they're never on time. The work is always shot. Da, da, da. Like it, that goes both ways. You guys get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's funny because you mentioned that, that that incident because I, when I saw the incident, like initially before like all the backlash and everything came for it, like I was kind of feeling the dude. You know what I'm saying? Because you have a business, you have a a mind, you know, a vision for what you want your business to be, right? Right. And if I went to that spot, right, and I have a certain expectation or a level of professionalism in the place that I go, like right. I wouldn't want to see that. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, exactly. What, yeah, but on the other side, yeah, you know, I do understand that you know, as people of color, like, you know, sometimes we want a place for us, right? Mm -hmm. We want a place where we can go and 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 kind of, 
you know, like Miriam's one last time. You were talking about the boozy brunch that they go to, or whatever, bougie, bougie brunch, whatever that shit is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is specifically catered to that type of demographic. You know what I mean? Like those people who want to go and, and have that type of interaction right. with their friends and one another, like that's specifically catered to that. But then when you go into another establishment that that's not the vibe, that's not the move, that's not the style, yeah. like you have to exercise your own level of, I guess professionalism when you're going to these right. places because not everybody or, wants to see that and it's not just restraint. You're straight, right? Right. right. Talk about the bougie brunch or whatever. Like it's built for that, right? That's what I'm right. saying. Got people twerking on it. Like you know what right. I'm saying? Like it's is is that vibe, right? Right. I don't know, Naldo. Are you familiar about the story about what happened? Um, the one in Houston that you guys talking about? It was in Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. Uh, it was in Dallas. Something uh, about uh, a restaurant black business. It was a really dancing. nice restaurant. He had happened right. to have a DJ there. And then I guess the turn up got real. People was getting on the tables, twerking, so on and so forth. My man came out, shut the music down, went like on a little bit of a rant about his establishment, making people sit down. And if you don't, if you don't want to respect, you know, I don't need your money. Period. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, so I, I, I say I say all that, you know, I kind of give that description just to say this, like, yo, bro, like, that's his business. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with you, Deuce. Like this. His business, he has right. his vision for it. Like you know right. what I mean, and it's not because he's black; it's because that's his vision for his establishment. Mm-hmm. And because you see the owner and that he's black, you feel as though you have certain kind of light in town. Yo, bro, if you fall and bust your head off that table, man, he got to pay for that. Yeah. And I'm you damn sure going to sue him. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like so <laughs> obviously, like you know what I'm saying? And from the video, some of the tables look glass. Like come on, son. Like let's be real, right? right? So, you know, he said what he said, and, and I saw it too, Chris. Everybody was, like, coming for him, yeah, like this like, and that. But then again, you had a few, like, but it, it kind of upset me that it was just so few people that were like, yo, mm-hmm. man, like, that's his shit. Respect I mean, his shit. Like, you know? There's definitely time and place for everything. Yeah. But I also think when we, when we also say looking at things from, like, the lens of professionalism and the lens of this, just know that the lenses that we are looking at everything from is from, like, a white-dominated European lens. You know, if you go back to, even if you look at like African cultures or ancient, like, you know, indigenous cultures, whenever they have meals or feasts, it is usually accompanied by like dancing and and storytelling or some type of like, you know, movement activity. It's not just like sitting at a table and eating, which is Mm -hmm. sometimes very much a European or white um, style of of dining. You know what I mean? Like our our dining was a lot more different. How was that differentiated with his restaurant, everybody else? Is it just because he's black? No, no, that's what I'm saying. There's a time and place for everything. So if the, mm-hmm. how, I agree with you guys. However, he wants to run his restaurant. That's right. that's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Like even if he has a DJ and he's playing like the twerking music, you could do all that and not want people to dance and twerk at your restaurant. Right. Um, but yeah, at the same time, <laughs> it's gonna I mean, happen, it, and you just gotta address it every time. Like yeah, I mean, well, there's also well, a difference between traditional rhythmic dancing and pussy bopping on the hands there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, and, it's and not what, a difference. And, is that and a different dinner show? Oh. Is apparently dude talked to them privately like uh-huh. three times prior to that, right? Mm-hmm. And there was other videos, but of course the one that went viral was him cursing mm-hmm. out the restaurant. He snapped, right? right? Right, and that's why he snapped. The yeah. other part is this, right? Um, the other part of the black owned business or having a black owned business is such that just because you see that the owner's black, don't mean that you're entitled to act a fool either, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's act the fool. other part. Like, get a discount. This, this count. <laughs> that was getting to that ex- exactly, Chris. Like, you know what I'm saying? All right, they, they walked in there. They was like, oh, man, this place kind of nice, whatever, man. And then they seen the owner, and he had a DJ that was playing all the, you know, mm-hmm. the strip club hits. And you're like, oh, 
Oh, we out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now this this boozy brunch now. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is my establishment. Right. And he's yeah. like, you gonna walk up to the owner afterwards, it's like, yo, bro, I really like what you got going on here, man. So like, what can you do for me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> bruh. And it goes back to what uh Marianne was saying last week. Yo, as a black owned business, man, you should not be going in there doing ninety thousand dollars worth of work and expecting thirty thousand dollars for it, bro. Right. Like not right. you can't be taking if anything, if you really want to support this black owned business, bro, hook him up and then throw a little tip in there, bro. Because it's hard, man. Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? To get things started and do what you gotta do. On top of that, my man Chris said he had to hide his face from his yeah. IG to maintain credibility, which is a real life thing. Yeah. Right. I also think that you know, if you are going to have a DJ, it's your shit. Like you have to establish with him. The, the vibe of what's happening. Have a right playlist. Like, even at my wedding, even, even at my wedding, like, I told the DJ, I don't want no rap music. Like, if you realize at my wedding, we'd have any rap music at my wedding. Because that's did. not that's not the notice. vibe I wanted. That's, you didn't even notice, right? Because you just had a good-ass time. Not even 90s rap? I mean, we... Um, a little bit. Not like... He didn't want, want no trap. He didn't yeah. want, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can understand. Or, yeah, that trash. Yeah. But, I, but even that, we didn't really have very much '90s rap. Like, but yeah, I, like I didn't want that vibe in my wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't want pictures in my wedding with people like pushed popping on the handstand, backing that ass up. You know what I'm saying? Like, great, like back, back, back that ass up. My favorite song, by the way. But <laughs> you know, like I didn't want that vibe in my wedding. You know what I mean? So right. I think it's important to establish that. Um, you know, when 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 you're hiring the DJ to like, yeah, this is the vibe I'm going for. You know, we don't want this type of element. In, in 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 what's happening uh at this this brunch or whatever the case is so regardless of what he was playing yo nobody should have been on that table no. oh yeah for sure Listen, working music, on the prongs yo. Music, like <laughs> music gets a reaction from people it, does. it speaks to the soul and energy so mm-hmm. actually now that you said that deuce yeah it is mm-hmm. very much up to the dj and the owner mm-hmm. to be like this is the vibe i want because if you're going to play music where people are going to it's going to excite people and get their hearts going and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah it's what you expect like <laughs> Mm. But, you, but you know it's, it's it's also true like i said i've had plenty of black clients that basically they'll tell me we want lobster we want this we want that but i only want to pay ten dollars per person mm-hmm. it's not happening bro so it's not this not even is it not happening it's not realistic right. get macaroni and cheese bro yeah. <laughs> right no <laughs> blueberries <laughs> you know what i'm saying and no then, blueberries in your mac right. Dog. And then they look at me like, oh, well, you know, you want a bus, you should be hooking me up. Mm. Nah. It don't work. Right. Like, like I'll take care of you. Like, like the, the guys that was on the Sipping Space, like, we worked together. But it was because we were building, right, mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm going to take care of them, but I know they're going to keep using me. So there, there has to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, on both sides. So that's a different story. But if you're coming up to me, and and what, what what upsets me with that is like you're not going to any white caterer doing that. Yeah, I know you're not, but you want to try me with that. Like, come on, you know. Yeah, they come in the meeting like cousin. What's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Especially you, know. you had no pictures up to begin with. You walk in the door, they like yes. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, they was on the ground. It was like, yo, I don't know what the chef look like. Yeah, mm-hmm. This fool look popping, though. He walked Champagne, in like, taste, beer, money. Like, right. Oh, thank God, yo. Cousin, what's you up? Know. Now, yo, you got your knock on 15 mm-hmm. off the top? Like, you know, so. <laughs> right, right. Like, nah, it, it, I'm still trying to be able to promote my face. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, and it's just been like this. Uh, it's just like the whole thing with Black Business. Like, it's just, everything's been funny, especially the last year. 
It was like, oh, I see a lot of, uh, like, all right, when all the, the protesting was happening, right? I'm seeing all these white people I know say, post on their Instagram stories, support black business, support da 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 You know, never seen that shit before in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it like, motherfucker, I'm a black business. You know me. <laughs> you wasn't talking that shit before the protest, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. I didn't hear any of that before the protest. Did you get like, I, did business trending? pick up after, you know, protests and all that stuff? Uh, no. No. But, <laughs> like, I, I went out there, like, I went out there and went after stuff. And I had a, a couple of friends who were promoting. But, uh, mm. I don't know. I just found stuff like that funny to see people, like, really, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a black-owned business. Support that. Support this. I'm like, man, I'm I'm the one token black guy you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're going to you're gonna push anything, you should be pushing my company. Right. 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 You know me. Right. Like, right. right. I say a not like a random one. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Get so specific. It's, it's, <laughs> right. It's been it, it's been interesting. Like I just I sit back and look at some stuff and I just laugh. I'm like, you know. My black owned business experience. This I went to a Haitian restaurant. <laughs> and for those of you who've been to a Haitian restaurant already know what the expectations are when you get there, right? <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's like Starbucks. You gotta know the language before you walk in. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then even when you dine in, they'll give you they'll serve you in like to-go containers. So you might even be dining in, sitting in, and they're gonna give it to you in a styrofoam styrofoam to-go platter with plastic mm-hmm. forks and knives and maybe a napkin. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so I went to this, I went to I'm not gonna say their name, but I went to this this um this Haitian restaurant, it's a bakery, and I got there and the line was like ridiculous. They had like raving reviews, apparently it's a place to go. Got there, it was like a two hour I'd probably literally waited two hours online just to like get in there and that's it's, it's probably due to all the regulations and stuff with covid like they can't have too many yeah. people in there at a certain time yes mm-hmm. that's bakery so you know they're making things as you order so to speak they, they just you know are baking all day but then you know when i finally get up there to order and i hear people who are like oh yeah you know like you could just order online and come and pick up and then <laughs> they're waiting like 20 minutes and i'm like damn like that's how you know it's crazy if you order online you know, like you give the grace period or whatever, then you actually drive there and still get there and still have to wait 20 minutes. And it's like, man, just when you think Haitians had it in order, you know what I mean? Like even they, they take out curbside pickup. It's not even really curbside pickup. It's just a curbside wait. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But it's, it's just the expectations, you know? And that's, sadly, it's my expectation for every like Haitian restaurant or Caribbean restaurant. There's a Jamaican restaurant literally across the street from my house. And like I went in there once, I don't even remember what what I asked for, but basically it wasn't happening. Like they wasn't serving food that day. But they just didn't have no food to serve. And every day since then, like every time I walk by, I'm like, I don't even know if this place is open or not because the lights are never on. It's all tinted, like, and, and there's no cars ever out there. Like I don't even know what they're doing there. Yo, that's, that's probably the most Jamaican thing I've ever heard. Yo, was it good though, Naldo? The Haitian patties? Yeah, right. Was it good? No. I'm actually so what it actually I'm gonna start and I'm I'm very I'm very picky because my dad has been my dad's like a baker you know what I mean like he's been making Haitian treats since I was a little kid so I'm very like critic I'm very critical about it so I, I like dissected it opened it up I'm like you know what it actually makes me want to make my own Haitian patties this year. what flavor did you get I got all three I had to try everything I got mm-hmm. I got the bori, I got the, I got the fish the beef and the chicken mm-hmm. I had to try you said everything. it in curl you said the I fish was about pie. to. <laughs> But then I was like, oh, they can't translate on a podcast. No, yeah, captions. Right, right. no <laughs> captions on a podcast. I was the only one that was like, okay, okay. 
I was like, uh, which one was that? Was that the beef but chicken? Yeah, fish? Codfish, beef, and chicken. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to try to make my own. It's something that I usually don't typically like following recipes. I like to cook. Um, I like exploring and mixing things, but I don't like following recipes. Um, so, th- Reg, when I hear you like making cakes and, and pies yeah. and stuff, I'm just that's why I'm so right thoroughly now, impressed because I'm it's like. not even off of like, you know, recipes. Like, I'll read a few of them, like, you know, and I'll take what I like out of them all and like, you know, kind of like throw it together like i don't like following recipes either man otherwise i feel like it's not mine like, yeah you know I mean? yeah like, so i like to it makes it match do like different shit you know what i'm saying but like i, I needless to say like chris you say you've been you've been you've been hooking your wife up man my wife is pissed off at me boy because she was like yo what are you doing to me that's me do, 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 do you have any kids no man, no, no, no kids. So, so tell your wife you'll get that payback when you guys have kids because she's pregnant. <laughs> she's gonna have you eating all the shit you don't want to yep. eat. Yep. So let's we'll tell her you're just getting her back early. Crazy nope. bad nope. shit right now. But she loves all this shit, and I'm you know hooking up Deuce. I be using this like the the, the gifts and stuff, man. But like, word no though. If you if you do end up coming up here, man, bring that bring that um. That your Haitian patty recipe up here. We're gonna have a little bake off, bro. I've done for sure. I'm, I'm gonna be practicing. This, I'm gonna practice that. I'm gonna practice um, the soup jumu. I'm tired of buying Haitian oh food out, yo, when I can make it myself. You know, it's just the convenience of it. But um, something like eating food that you made yourself. Chris, you dabble in Haitian cuisine, bro? I've never done it. But like I said, you, you give me something, we can do it. Like I look at <laughs> kind of like what Nalo said. Like I, me personally, whenever I cook anything, I look at a recipe. Yeah. And I'll use like two, three ingredients from it. Yeah. And I'll tweak it to what I think it Just should be. It should be. Right. 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 And then for like, but for authentic stuff, like if I know I'm doing Haitian dishes for a Haitian person, yeah. I'm doing it down to the T. <laughs> I want them to feel like like yeah. like they're back home, you know, like yeah, that's yeah. the vibe you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Specifically what you're looking for. Right. So I I want it to the point they look at me and they're like, oh, are you Haitian? Yeah, right. I, I want I want to hear that shit, you know? Actually got to speak to a, a a a person that owns his own business. We're not gonna call it black owned no more, man. We can't. Yeah, that, I man. like that. It's a, it's, yeah. it's it's the owner of a business that just happens to be black, bro. Brother Chris Perryman, and you could drop that um the the name of the company one more time, bro. Yeah, C A Catering Events. The website is C A Catering www C A Catering Events com. The IG is C A Catering Events. And uh, like I said, we do everything. Uh, I'm just gonna throw one more little package we do out there. Um, since since uh, restaurants are closed and everything, we have one. <clears throat> excuse me, we have one package called Jazz in Your Living Room. And what it is basically is you get a trio quartet of anything from Grammy Grammy nominated jazz musicians until up and coming, and a four course meal with a private chef and a waitress, and they'll play in your house. Everyone's COVID tested regularly. All regulations are followed, and um, that's one of the packages we're offering right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do everything from weddings, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, birthday parties, everything, anything you can think of. So definitely, uh, I appreciate y'all Let me on your platform to promote and talk. You know, uh, you guys have a great platform. Like I said, I, I've been subscribed prior, so I've been listening to stuff. Oh, man. And uh, I like, I like what y'all been doing. And, you one uh, of the twenty six people that be looking us out, man. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on Spotify with y'all. You know, uh, I found y'all on there. I told Deuce a little like a few months ago, and I found y'all on there, and I was like, you know, I like listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. especially if it's of substance that I like listening to. Right. You know, and I'm listening right. to y'all. Got three different opinions. Always got someone else on. 
And it's funny hearing, like, I, I was last time I was listening to The Social Living uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> and and it, it, it's just funny, man. Like, I, I don't know who was saying it. One of y'all were talking about when you're watching uh, uh, the Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. The social That's dilemma. How you how you how you're looking at your phone like, God damn. And that's how I felt, you know. So I like right. stuff I can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know, y'all keep doing your thing and I appreciate y'all having me on, man. For real. Yeah, appreciate Thanks, you, bro. bro. Appreciate Thanks, that feedback, bro, man. Well, that's the podcast. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, rate us, review us, all that good stuff. Son, share share the damn podcast. Don't forget to share. There you go. Don't get to share.